Welcome to another podcast by Guns and Yellow Ribbons. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons and Twitter at Guns and Ribbons. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to the final part of our season finale, episode 83, part 3. In this episode, we're going to look back at the 2019, 2018-2019 season. Uh, and we're also going to answer your questions which you sent in on Facebook and Twitter. Enjoy the show. Hello and welcome back to our final, the final episode uh, for this season. Um, it follows on from our very passionate um, look back at the Europa League final. Uh, we're now going to look back at the season, so I expect it's uh, just going to be as passionate. We'll have 20 minutes or so on that. And then we have got... Ooh, uh, a Probably a half a dozen, nearly a dozen questions come through from um, from from some of the listeners. We've got uh, questions from uh, Dan Dan Harry Dan Harry, uh, the Clock End Gooner podcast. Shout out to you guys, um, Ryan McMurray in Melbourne, Craig Peter, Liam Rodden, Emmett O'Brien, and Ross Morgan. So we'll try and answer them specifically, but if not, we'll uh, we'll just um, try. Some of them might morph into the each other knowing the way we go so boys um it i, I am joined just so you know it's on, on the same panel as uh, we're on the last podcast it's old man trev who literally has arrived back from baku about four hours ago um i'm uh, <laughs> i'm joined by a very um a very uh relaxed and zen Manny, not. He's fucking not. Honestly, he's not. And and Johnny, Johnny from the North Bank, uh, who we broke when he was. Uh, uh, we gave you too much beer, didn't we, when you were down in um, in North London? But you're all right now. That's 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 the good thing. Um, boys, what did we make of season 2018-2019? Arsenal end up fish, finishing fifth. Um, how the fuck we didn't end up finishing third? Uh, our last five games, we won one, drew one and lost three. Uh, we end up one point behind a poor Spurs who also had an equal um, uh, record and an even, uh, well, slightly better Chelsea who drew three, won one and lost one. You know, listen, we're miles away from Liverpool and Man City. Um, do you do you think we deserve top four? No. Why Just not? Not at all. Because chance. we did we not didn't win the games. We deserve, we got what we deserved because that's how we performed. The league is a fair representation of how you perform in the league. You know, over thirty eight games. At the end of the day, we should we have done better. Yes. Could we have done better? Yes. Okay. Come closer to your mic a little bit, mate. Right next to it. You're right next to it. Okay. Okay. Um, Manny, you said no. Why?
Have we lost you? Trev, what did you make of it? Well, it was it was it was a strange the start to the season. We it, 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 we lost the first two games, didn't we? Right, we lost to Man City at home. Yes, and I, I think I said at the time they're a better side than us, Man City, a far better side. But on another day, on a on a lucky day, on a lucky day, we may sneak something out of that game. Although they were the better side, and then we put the second game we played away at Chelsea and we lost three two. And we should have won I, 6-3. I thought we should have definitely got something out of that game. A win even, not just a draw, a win. True. Right? Um, and then we went on that long unbeaten run, right? Uh, but although we were going unbeaten and, win, and we winning and drawing games, well. my attitude changed, right? Because I thought, I thought we're going on this unbeaten run, but this is flattering. I think you used the words, Fergus, at the time. This is flattering to deceive because... We were, we were nicking results where we should have got beat. I mean, the, the ones that come to mind. This, I'm doing all this off the top of my head, boys, because I've only just got back, right? As as, but, as we all are. Okay. Oh, sorry, mate. Um, but Wolves at, home, Wolves at home, we nicked a, a late equaliser to keep the run going. And was it Watford we got away lucky? As, was it Watford? I don't know. But uh, yeah, it, so it was a funny old season. But don't try and get me to talk bad about Emery, because I'm not talking bad about Emery. No, I said, I, I said at the start of the season... Five transfer windows, and that's what he's getting from me. I, I, he's he's definitely getting another season from me. Um, we, we we will go off off piece slightly for a second, and we'll bring it back. But uh, we've seen some stuff on Arsenal fans forum and some of the other groups. Uh, people have gone, ah, oh, if people renew their season tickets, they're this, that, and the other. And yeah, you're you're just supporting the regime. You should boycott protest protest i waited fucking 10 years to get my season ticket um i'm not giving it up unless i can't do it and trev i know you're over in in in, in greece now but you're flying back for uh, how many games a month and if not your your family and your boy are, are taking up uh, the available seat you're making sure there's a gooner in your seat and it, it it's not about stan Kroenke. it's not about unai emery it's not about Metazozil, or Peter Cech, or Alex Awobi, or Lucas Torreira, or whatever player you're thinking of, it's all about the Arsenal. And that's all that matters. Exactly. It's about the name on the front of the shirt, not the one on the back. As we said on our earlier podcast, absolutely. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Yeah, it is. It is about... Don't, don't, I read a bit of Facebook last night on the way back, Ryan. Don't tell me not to renew my season ticket. Don't tell me not to support my team because you are talking to the biggest brick wall you have ever spoken to. Because I agree with a lot of comments. But Fergus, you and me in particularly, we've seen the bad times and you don't walk away from it, right? You, you support your club. You don't support the manager. You don't support a particular player. You support your football club. And I drew a comparison to it on Newcastle United. Them Newcastle United fans, probably, if we're honest, the best in the country, right? 52,000 week right. in, week out. Week in, week With that owner in charge, 
with that mm-hmm. owner in charge, who's, who's done nothing for them, really. Or so they say, allegedly, done nothing for them. But they still turn up. Do you know why they turn up? Because they're proud Geordies and they support their team. And that's what I'll yep. be doing. We, next year, we yep. can put out a team of apprentices, be bottom of the league by 15 points. But don't tell me not to go, because you can fucking do one. I'll, I'll, t- I'll tell you what. I'll tell you what, if that was the case that he could belong and we didn't sign anybody and we just went out with kids, I think there would be a lot a lot of disappointment from certain sections of our fan base. And I would say most of that is a younger uh, element of the fan base because they, they've learned football in a different way. Uh, Manny, uh, sorry, um, Trev, we, it looks like we've lost Manny for the minute, but um, Trev... Uh, I was fortunate enough to miss out in the 80s and 90s because I got into football slightly later. I got in in, in the early 90s and I basically jumped on the the end of George Graham and, well, Rioch onwards is is me. Uh, So I've, in the main, seen the good stuff. I I haven't seen the really dross stuff. We're getting to experience a little bit of it now. But the the younger fan base, um, I tried to have a conversation. You'll hear it on the the little... um, outside the pub conversation not on a conversation with a young uh, young lad and just say it's cycles you know um we've been on good cycles where we're at the top and then two years later we're back up at the top uh we're now under a, a bigger circle it just is going to take five or six years to come back round, you know and and challenge again but if if they they did what you said trev and just put out youth um we would lose half our, our fan base um wouldn't bother me but I don't care who plays in red and white as long as they want to play in red and white yeah that's true you see that's not a new phenomenon either Fergus you look at the attendances during the the, the, the mid 70s the, the early 80s you look at the attendances and they did drop particularly for the less popular games you know the, 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 the attendances dropped to Ivory right but it's not just about the young and the old I mean that young kid, he deserves a mention again. Who's that young kid that's trying to get all the young lads singing in Block 26? Credit to oh, that lad. Oh, Jack. You know? Yeah, yeah Jack, Jack, Jack. Clock and Jack or something like that. Yeah, yeah, credit to him. If you're listening, Jack, you keep doing what you're doing, some through good and bad. We're Arsenal fans. Yeah, so it's, it's not all bad, you know? So Consistency yeah. is the mark of quality. And we need to be better quality fans overall. So we need to be consistently there, consistently in good voice, and consistently supportive. So if if we got Manny back, so if if we were to look at your favourite player of the season, who would you say your favourite player of the season is? Manny, you go first since you've uh, disappeared and has saved your voice. I refreshed your computer. Um, Johnny. Oh, yeah, I'll speak my to bad, you, my bad. Oh, he's back. myself on mute. Myself on Come mute on. Like a dickhead. Um, Lacazette, my player of the season. Um, oh, you bastard. I, I think yeah, and, 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 and why then? Both of you are going with Lacazette. Why, why Lacazette? It's, he's more than just, you know, a, a striker. He, he works hard, tracks back, goes back into our half to get the ball. He's passionate. You know, you can tell he's he's a bit moody and, and sulky on the pitch, but he's a a big game player. Um, if if I had to nominate somebody to you know be in a run into for the captaincy, it'd probably be him for sheer passion, work rate, goals. Just he's he's the total package, and I did not, you know, I didn't think he was Johnny? that kind of player, but yeah. 
Johnny? Yeah. I think, yeah, it's more to do with his passion and his will to win. He is a winner. I mean, the fact that he's got a, he's one of the only players that we got that have won anything outside of uh, the the club because he was part of that France squad that won the World Cup. No, he, he wasn't. Every time he steps on that pitch, was he not? He wasn't. Oh, I rescind that. He didn't get picked. Well, Deschamps an idiot. No, he didn't get picked for the World Cup. No. Oh, fuck it then. I completely fucked that up then. He shit me. No. <laughs> but this... it, on the pitch, he, he shows his passion. He he throws a strop, as uh, Manny said, when he gets substituted. He throws a strop when he do, he doesn't score. He wants to win. He wants to score. He wants to do his best. He loves the love that we show him. We we sing his song and oh he comes it, to the North Bank every time it, and, and exactly throughout he gives, the game he's acknowledging us everything. acknowledges us yeah because he looks at us Alex and knows Lacazette. what he's playing da, for da, 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 da. Alex Lacazette da, 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 da. I wouldn't have him, I would not have him as captain though Manny oh, why not no I don't think you should have a forward as a captain yeah because okay, Thierry well. Henry did so badly I I don't think he done good as a captain. Okay, so who should be captain? But let's let's. Let, I don't think we have a captain on the pitch. I don't think we have got. I the closest thing we've got it for. Uh, Torreira is the club. closest. Oh, I'd say Bellerin. Bellerin, yes, yeah, good shout. And he speaks Spanish, so he can communicate with the manager better. And he speaks Londonish as well, doesn't he? So, um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, Trev, your favourite player? Yeah, well, Lacazette's right up there. He's second. I just remember how well Lacazette's done because I thought personally at the end uh, last season I don't think Wenger treated him very well because you remember no. he, he couldn't get in the side and, yeah, 20 uh, minutes yeah and he kept he kept battling away but for me my player this season it's got to be Socrates because he's the only one who does show a little bit of passion you know he puts a tackle in and he fist pumps the fans and I, I don't think he's had anyone around him I think losing losing holding was massive yes massive yeah. and holding a Socrates would have probably been stronger than what we've had all year but Socrates for me I reckon, Socrates. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd probably go uh, uh, along with some of what you guys have said but uh, probably Leno as well just because um, I thought he, he once he got into the side he's held his position very very well uh, and I just like the way he could control the ball at his feet yeah he's prone to the odd clangor here and there but what keeper isn't but he can control the, the ball very very well from his feet and allows Excellent us shop stopper. Excellent yeah shop stopper. And, and allows us to play this three at the back because he's able to distribute the ball very very well if holding had got a full season um he probably would have been in there for me as well i listen strikers are like the champagne uh players but i actually like uh, defenders and a defensive, more defensive-minded players, where they've got our players. Yeah, where they're willing to get in, dog in, and fucking argue about things and go for it. Um, who would you say your most improved player is of the season? Uh, let's go backwards. Uh, let's start with Trevor. Oh, you put me on the spot. I don't think I can pick one. I don't it's think we've got one player that's improved. That much that they got jumped straight into my head is saying, Maitland Niles. Maitland Niles for me as well. It's he's but the you, only one who stands out. I'm more sympathetic with Maitland Niles because I think he's really trying to play well in a position that's not his natural position. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. know, I'd love to see and him he's given grown a into chance it as well. I'd love to see him given a chance in the Urzil role. 
Because he's got a pair of shoulders on him, boy, hasn't he? You know, and a calmness to him. Sometimes too calm. Yeah. Sometimes too calm. But uh, overall, which he's shown in a few games this season, actually. He has. He has. But every but no, everybody's human on that pitch. People do make mistakes. But I tell you what, he doesn't let them get him down. He bounces back and he shows what it is to play for the so team on the front of the shirt. I take it you're taking Maitland Niles as the most improved then, Johnny. For me, yeah. Uh, um, Manny, to one player who has, who's actually shut me up this season, it will be for me. Yes, his, I don't his... think he's got much better. Oh, he improved compared much at the season? beginning of the season, but then then he he's better than last season. Compared to last season, look where he was last season compared to this season, right? You only got to look at you know look at his stats for the season, right? And you will realize that he's one of three players that are our most creative in the side. It's him, it's Kalasinak, and it's Mkhitaryan, right? You can't be, you know, one of our most creative players if you haven't improved considering where he was at, you know? So, yes, his final ball needs some work, but from where he came from, it will be for me. Fuck the haters. Um, yeah, I, you could shout because I thought at the beginning of the season Iwobi was improved immensely from the way he was uh, last season. I think then he faded in and out of games at times and he took that step but didn't improve much further past. He, like Halfway through the season he looked like he stopped and hasn't progressed further than we would like. Uh, yeah, fuck the haters. Uh, but Maitland-Niles, for me, I, I've not been 100%, 100% convinced by him all the time, but um, as a young player, I thought he's done done very, very well. And briefly that we saw him, uh, Willock, I think he deserves a, a, a dop of my cap to say, uh, Willock, you've done well in the few appearances that you've done. Smith Rowe uh, um, as well, before he went on, on loan as well in the European uh, yeah, in in the it, he was in the Europa League early on, um, so um, let's look at our favourite the favourite game that you've watched or attended um, this season. Uh, I'll ask Manny because I know Manny, you haven't been able to get to a game this e- this season because of various bits and pieces. But mm-hmm. from afar. What yeah. what's your favourite game that you've watched? Besides the obvious, I think we're all going to give the same answer, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm not going to go with that one. I'm going to go with the one that gave me the most satisfaction, and that was beating United at the Emirates. I knew he was going to say that. That gave me the most satisfaction, right? Because I, I know quite a bit, quite a few United fans, and they're the, they're one of the dumbest fans on the planet. You know, they talk shit. Even though they're so fucking shit themselves, so beating them, I was on the I was on the Facebook hiatus, and yeah, I came back after we beat them. So yeah, United two 0 Um, Johnny, well, I think you know what game I'm gonna pick. Okay, okay. So am I right in saying that you're gonna talk about the Northland derby? Trevor's gonna yep. talk about the Northland derby, and I'm gonna talk about the Northland derby. I think that is the assumption. Okay, yeah. four two at home, spanked them. Fine. Okay, so have a quick sentence on that, and then pick the next one along with that that you can think of. That that game showed the players what it meant to us. We turned up that game. 
and I'll say we, I mean the, the fans. The atmosphere at that game was electric. The feeling in the stadium was palpable. It was so... You could taste the anticipation on the air. It was fantastic. And the game itself did not disappoint. It was fant- It was a fantastic game to watch. It was a fantastic atmosphere to be a part of. And I felt proud at the moment that I was an Arsenal fan. As it was much a brutal as I was... experience to be in the stands. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah, and I got, uh, I got a smack to the chops at some point as well. I ended but... up two rows down, didn't I? <laughs> Yeah, but that is part of uh, when it goes right. That's what it's like. Yeah, that is what those the kind of days that you hope for as a fan. So, aside from that, what game are you going to pick? You know what, Fulham away. Okay, Ful- Fulham away. Were you there? Because I wasn't there, but I watched it, and I tell you what, that the goal, the, it's, it's, it includes my favourite goal because it's on the seat. The, the seat of someone's of the pants. It was right on the edge, of of playing on pure instinct and on skill, and there was less tactics to it and more about the, the free flowing uh, qualities of the players themselves. And they, you could see that Ramsey goal from start to finish, from one corner all the way well, through it, to the finish. It, it was sublime. Pure football. That pure was football. pure team football. football. Exactly. Team football. And that. I'm not going to say that we're going to get that kind of quality for as long a period as that, because that goal was as close to a perfect goal as it could be. Trev? Yeah, well, you know what's coming from me, don't you, boys? It's, uh, yeah, the North London derby again. I, 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 I thought that that result against Tottenham was going to be season-changing. It, it led, I was a bit... I, I, I thought it would really would be season-changing. It showed everything... As Johnny just said, I'm going to echo Johnny's sentiments, right? He showed everything we want to see in that stadium. It showed the fans at their very best, right? It showed an Arsenal team playing with passion and heart, right? And don't, we went behind in that game, right? And they had the opportunity to, to turn off again, like they have done too much this season, but they didn't. They played with a passion, they played with heart. And I thought, after that game, I thought, I don't care about the 20 odd game unbeaten run. This, I really thought that was going to be season-changing for the club, mm. and I was wrong. But, uh, a game aside from that, then briefly. Well, I thought that the, the second leg in Valencia was was uh, was brilliant. Um, yeah, you know, we, we went a goal down very early in an away European leg. Right, we go a goal down very very early in the game, and if an Arsenal fan tells me when we went that goal down, they were still confident we were going through. I'll call him a liar. But we should once again... I, I, I'd given up. Didn't we show some, some grit in there to come back and, and not only win the Pure game, box. but win it comfortably. Win it, you know, win it really comfortably. Yeah. Convincingly. Yeah. Convincingly. I, I would say, for me, uh, favourite game that I have a, a, attended... Um, well, I've attended 99% of the home games, a few away games... The away games were unpleasant in the sense of West Ham and Palace. Um, North London derby, obviously, it was nuts. It it felt like winning the World Cup for some strange reason, just because of all what you guys said, the passion, and it felt like the change of direction. It felt like um, Emery and the team had connected with us. It felt like we got our Arsenal back. It felt all like that. But if I was looking at any other game, 
Um, Man United, yes, I'd give you Man United um, because I attended that with my brother and Rory was... I remember that, yeah. Yeah, Rory's a Man United fan, so it's so good because any time he attends when when Man United are playing uh, and he sits quietly in the the Arsenal end, respectfully, I must add, um, he normally wins or something like that. But uh, the Chelsea won for two reasons. One, uh, Rory came to the... uh, My brother, Rory came to the Eaglet and randomly we'd been up to see my mum uh, she'd been in hospital and um uh i said to him said oh i'm gonna go for a pint and go go to football he said all right i'll come for a pint with you and while we're in there don uh davies came along said oh there's a spare ticket and uh mike from the la the la gooners are uh gooners la i can't remember which way around it is but um he ended up having a ticket and we met him outside by the Tony Adams statue, took a, a picture with him with his new flag. And my brother came in, he said, I've never seen Arsenal play Chelsea. And Arsenal turned up and we fucking smashed Chelsea. And it was that confidence I took. It was the whole day, the whole experience, everything around it from uh, uh, the randomness of end up getting a ticket with my brother and my mum and all that sort of stuff. So, But it was really good. So, so that game there. Favourite goal. Johnny, you've done your favourite goal. Um, I would say my favourite goal was uh, the Torreira goal in the North London derby. Um, it just... It was nuts. And then that song that's not as good as the Aubameyang song uh, just went round the place like unbelievably. Uh, Trev? Proud moment. Very proud moment. Yeah, Torreira for me. You, you, you've, t- you've, you've took my glory there, Fergus, because you knew what I was going to say. You know <laughs> I enjoyed Torreira's goal. I enjoyed Torreira's goal because it was a good goal. But I enjoyed Torreira's goal was part of the bigger part of that game, the overall thing, you know. His celebration, how proud was that young man to score yeah. that goal and, you know, thumped his chest. And I, and I don't, I'm only going to linger for 10 seconds, don't worry, Fergus. I've been told that after the final, he was in tears. Is that right? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah, I heard that too. Okay, I like that. I like that. that that's development. That's, that means I'm going to go away now and get better, Torreira. I mm. like that. So, yeah, that goal, that celebration, that it came to our corner, didn't he? That interaction with the fans. Oh, fantastic. Yep. So, um, Manny... Do you have a favourite goal other than that? I, I know you've got. There's obviously the, the the Ramsey goal, which people have touched on, and you got the Ozil goal against Leicester. But no. anything? I can't believe none of you mentioned the Aubameyang equaliser against the, those dickheads down the road. It was a good finish, but it's, it's, it wasn't as good a goal as the Ramsey goal. Wasn't as good a goal as the gold against uh, Leicester. Uh, these are all uh, these are all generic God. ones. These are all ones that everybody's gonna pick. But the Aubameyang goal, right? The move itself and the finish was brilliant. I lost it, Miles. Like, I completely lost Unfo- it. Unfo- unfortunately, Aubameyang let me down because there was three hundred and eighty penalties taken in um, the Premier League last season. And how many penalties do you think are, were missed, considering all the teams you've got? No oh, takers. Forty. Thirty. It was thirty-one penalties. So you know, nine times out of ten, you score that one. And if he had scored that in Wembley, 
we would have been third. But get over on, it. Get over it, man. No, no, no. On, listen, I haven't got over fucking Thierry Henry and his cheating fucking shit for France. Listen, so get over I'm it not going to get like over the, that. The, 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 the penalty the, miss right, no. was not a significant turning point in our season. All right. Okay. What 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 was the most significant game in our season? That game. That that way the way loss. That was it. That's what. That's where uh, our momentum came to a shuddering halt. No, Southampton mm. away. Southampton away was the turning point, because finally these guys had seen blood, and they didn't like what they saw. Hmm. We well, had the we got- two. We had the two South Coast away games, didn't we? Come together. We had. Was it put me right? Was it Brighton first, then Southampton, or Southampton first, then Brighton away? And in both of those games, we got bullied by a couple of big centre backs. Both of those games. No, before before the Southampton game, it was Carabag at home, and Huddersfield at home, and the away Huddersfield, at, Huddersfield gave us a game, didn't they? They did give us a game, and we had Man United two two draw, um, after the North London derby that we won four two. So, the the Southampton away loss. Sorry, can I check that score from the North London derby? Four two. Sure, yeah, And did uh, Dyer come up and try and tell us to shut up? I think he did. Yeah, I think he did. Yeah. And what did we say to him? Yeah, shut the fuck up. Yeah. Okay. Stephen. <laughs> Listen, we got a, a few questions um, come in from the guys. Uh, as I said before, uh, we touched on this on the last podcast uh, briefly, but we'll go into a little bit more detail. Uh, Daniel uh, Harry said, what does the motto on our badge, uh, Victoria Concordia Creste, mean to you? And on the back of that question, has Arsenal lost their identity to this club motto? And that is almost about, fits in with the shit that I witnessed in North London after uh, the Europa League, Arsenal fans fighting Arsenal fans. Mm-hmm. So, what 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 does that that motto, which is I'll, I was Latin student, so it means victory through harmony. Um, what does that motto mean to you? And have we lost our identity? Who wants to go first? You got thirty seconds on it. Tailor made for Mr. Trev. It is. Fergus, it's not crestit, it's crescit. There's no, no cress- in the middle. I, I think Cress-it. Fergus, Cre- uh, Fergus is the crest hit. <laughs> <laughs> the greater crested. <laughs> Sorry, the grey Yeah, fuck um, you. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about the badge. We've, I, I, I don't need to dwell on it because we covered it without thinking in in the previous podcast. You play for the badge on the front of the shirt, and and the badge is the club. The badge is, is no player. Yeah, the players play for the club. And if they play for the badge, you remember the name. So, yeah, victory for harmony. That's the club, yeah? Harmony. We need to remember that as fans as well, you know? Like Fergus just said, don't be punching each other's heads in if you don't agree with someone. Did you see that footage on the tube? No, I didn't see it, mate. There's two guys, there's three guys trying to hold off these two guys on the tube, and they're punching the shit out of each other uh, on the tube. Pissed, and probably everything else, so... Another question on the spin-off off the back of that, and I'll, I'll, I'll put this to, to Manny. So we have got it from Craig Peter, uh, who's on Arsenal Sydney's Facebook group. Are the players an embarrassment, and how are they going to make sure this never, uh, it doesn't happen again? Oh, it's easy. Get the fuck out of the club. 
because they are an embarrassment. Um, Name I, and shame. <laughs> well, that's easy. Um, top of my list, the player I despise the most out of all the Arsenal players I've ever seen, Mesut Ozil. Um, a, a gutless coward who I, I just can't stand. Um, Lichsteiner, terrible. Xhaka, terrible. Um, the, the mentality within this group is one that is so used to mediocrity and is, and it's something that Czech pointed out like before the final and it's something that is so that's been rife at this club for so long and the only way you're going to get rid of that stench is by getting rid of these players that's the only way you're going to do it because some of them you can't teach them to have a better mentality right you can't teach them to be winners you've got to get them out because they're not good enough when you speak to certain Arsenal fans, they tell you, oh, we've got World Cup winners in our squad. Yeah? What the fuck have those two shown? Absolutely nothing, man. So are these players an embarrassment? Yes. All they do is talk. Right after the game, on Twitter, how, on Instagram. How are they going to make sure sorry. it never happens again? Get the fuck out of the club. Just cauterize the wound. They need to cauterize the wound. Get him out. Just like anything else. Is cut it free. Court rise the wound and move on. Get him out, Trev. A question, a question, a question for you, uh, Trev, uh, because you touched on this before. Um, Emmett O'Brien from the Guns and the Yellow Ribbons uh, Facebook uh, page said, um, "Emery needs two to three seasons to get it right." But what support is Cronky giving uh, as a club owner? Well, the only person that can answer that is. Is Emery himself? I can't answer what what support Cronk. With the greatest respect, I'm not being sarcastic here, but us no, fans, no, no, no. we can't we can't say what support he's getting from Cronky. You know, we all talk bad about Cronky, but you know, uh, who knows? I can't answer that question, Fergus. You know what? You know what? That's perfect because a lot of people need to listen to this before. Okay, I put up Cronky out there and that sort of uh, bike boycott merchandise and stuff like that to try and get a message, but. We don't know what Cronky said. We don't know how much Stan's involved. We don't know how much Josh is involved. Uh, we're never going to know. It's a very close shop. I'll tell you what I'll I tell do you what, know, right? I do know, is we've got this recruitment team of these. They're that, they're that, they're that unimportant to me. I can't even remember their names. Who is it? We had Miss Lynn Tat, didn't we? And we've got, who have we got now? That One is the director of football. One is the recruitment of director of football. Ra- one is Raul, yeah. Raul, Raul is the... One, yeah, Raul Sanehi is the... Um, if, if they're so good at their jobs, right, how do we end up where we are now? Hmm. Well, yeah, Miss Lintat left uh, after the window closed. They haven't had a window in order to show people what they can do yet. So give them a chance. Give them the summer. But we, got, we, we are a club that is self-sustaining. So we're only going to spend the money that we're going to generate ourselves. He isn't going to put his hand in his pocket. No, he's that's not. That's the long and short of it. He's not. You so, know the, I, I he's saw something on, on Twitter right, that was so damning to me, right? And it showed, you know, the top 10 clubs in Europe. And it showed that staff to cost, staff cost to revenue ratio, right? Out of the, out of the top 10 clubs in Europe, right? For us, the staff get paid 62% of our revenue. The only clubs that's higher than that is Barcelona and Juventus our squad right is worth the least out of the top 10 clubs in Europe and, and yet we're paying them the most and we're paying them the most now who's to blame for that I wonder right the previous regime the people who said 
I want to leave the club in better shape than when I got when I got it. We're in worse shape. This is a sh- it's a shambles. It's a shambles, and it's going to take a while to get rid of it. What's Kroenke gonna input? Absolutely nothing. I fear that Kroenke's gonna make the maybe. same. Kroenke's gonna make the same mistake that he did with the previous manager, right? Already, Emery has come out and said, at other clubs, I felt pressure to win games. I felt we had to win games to survive. At Arsenal, I feel like I can genuinely build something here. That coincides with what Czech was saying. It shows that there's a that there's a certain level of comfort at Arsenal Football Club. There's not a pressure to win. And that comes from the owner. That comes from his bosses. And that comes from their bosses, which is the Cronkies. I get it. Josh was at the Europa League final. But the mentality at the club stinks if Emery thinks that, you know, he can build something here and there's no pressure to win. So there's an issue here. Ah. <sighs> Depressing, really. Uh, we have another question from Russ Morgan from TT Gooners, um, who's also on the Guns and Yellow Ribbons Facebook group. Uh, with Chelsea basically cutting out our strikers from the midfield, is it time to sell either Lacazette or Aubameyang? Are, uh, as clearly, two up top is not working. Anybody want to take that one? I think we could all agree that Emery has been flexible with his tactics. And whether or not that has been because he had to be, or whether that's how he chooses to be, personally I prefer to believe that it's because he chooses to be, then I think we need to keep them because they bring out the best in each other by being around each other, whether or not that's being on the pitch of each other, or whether it's just because they are such good friends. Which leads on to another question from Liam Rodden. Wait a minute, minute. Fergus, go on, go, 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 go. Sorry, mate, you can't move on yet. Let me give you a little scenario about our our, our front two and, and the number 10 and the supporting players. If you took Ozil out of our side on Wednesday night, and stuck Hazard in a red shirt to play just behind Aubameyang and Lacazette, right? Mm. Scenario, mm. who would have won the game, in your opinion? You know what my opinion is going to be. Who would have won the game? Who would have trounced them? We would have absolutely have a battered them. Let me tell you. We would have absolutely battered them. The, the problem at the moment for me is, 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 is Mesut Ozil needs to move on now. I've calmed down now, so I'm not going to rant and rage about him. But he needs to move on for his sake and for the sake of the club. Yeah, I'm not saying that, that Aubameyang and Lacazette are the best, but they deserve to stay in the side. They've shown a bit of heart and a bit of passion. I've not seen a bit of heart and a bit of passion from Ozil hardly at all this year. And mm. certainly and not to, in that final. Yeah, And to... to Add something to that. I saw something interesting. You know Gattuso, right? He got sacked at Milan, right? And he said, don't even pay me the rest of my contract, right? That's how much he loves Milan. Now, apparently, Gollum loves Arsenal, right? Wouldn't it be interesting if he'd done the same thing? He wouldn't, would he? You would have, you're gonna have, we're going to have to pay no him. No player would. We're going to have to pay him to get him out of here. And if the club want to get me back on side, because for me, I've written off the next two, three seasons, right? Because I just don't see us genuinely improving. But if you want to get me back on side, you get that 
prick out of that club by any means necessary. Kicking and screaming. Pull out his eyeballs if you have to. Might improve his looks. So, do you think, like, Emery is getting off lightly, uh, considering, like, you talked about his tactical fluidity in um, some of his selections, and notably against like, the likes of Palace and losing five games in a row near the end of the season. Is he getting off lightly, or is it just the players are letting him down? I think he was let down by injuries. Certain players not turning up. But at the end of the day, it comes to a, a, a phrase coined by some very famous people, like Mr. Obama, for example. You put lipstick on a pig, it's still a fucking pig. Yeah? <laughs> yeah it makes you want to kiss him more. <laughs> yeah, no, it doesn't. Maybe. <laughs> that's, that sounds more like a Trumpism, doesn't it? Well, that is what Obama did say that. Yeah. But at the end of the day, it, it, shit is, it, he, can't, he can't make uh, something that it, it isn't at the end of the day. He hasn't got all the players, all the types of players that he wants. Hmm. That's clear. Yeah. Emery, Emery is done. I can't talk bad about Emery yet. The, the, I think he's the jury right. is out, right? He's t- t- the, we can review the season now, and it's still been a better season than than than, than Arsene's last one, because yes, we've got, we've got a more stage po- further, more, more points, stage yeah, further, points. got to yeah, a final, in the cup, got to a final, and we've got more points, right? So okay, this this summer is now key, isn't it? Right? Mm-hmm. This summer is is now key. The only thing that concerns me is that. The the players we bring in, if we well we will bring in, I'm I'm confident of that. The players we'll bring in, there won't be Emery's choice because of the system we have. So rather than the manager work and the football work, let's hope the system works. And that what they're trying to do now with all these different people involved, like Johnny just said, let's they're, they're, they're new. Then Johnny's changed my view a bit. Let's get all these people working together and hope this system works, and we show further improvement. But don't expect us to be knocking people for dead next season. Oh. I'd be happy with another. I'd be happy next season. And the improvement for me next season will be get a solid top four position. Like we, the, I think it was the injuries that killed us. At the end of this season. Yeah, yeah. Ramsey was key. Yeah. Do you think we would be third if we had Bellerin all season? Yes. Holding, Hold, all holding season. yes, one hundred percent. Those two players made a massive yeah. difference because it was our defence that let us down more times than anything. Well, we conceded having, more goals than ever, haven't haven't we? So yeah, I had a stat I, for the last podcast, which was uh, we'd never conceded more than fifty-one goals in one season since I don't know, fucking eighteen eighty-six or something like that. I can't remember what the stat was, but uh, listen, two last questions, and the two last questions. One is from Ryan McMurray in Melbourne. And one is from the Clock End Gooner podcast. Hello, boys. Shout out to you. Um, Ryan asked, um, you add one position and uh, and sell one player, which and who? And Clock End Gooners asked, um, sell three players from the starting 11 to generate more money in the summer. Who are they? Type of interlinked. So I've I've gone with that. I'll leave the floor open. We've got three or four minutes. I've I've got uh, notes on this. It says sell three players from the starting eleven to generate more funds. Uh, the only two players I think you, I'd want to sell because there is a third I want to get rid of, but um, we won't get anything for him. First to sell is Zaka, second to sell is Ozil. Uh, both uh, would generate money and both need to get out. And the third player that I would get rid of is Koscielny. 
Isn't Koscielny on his last year? Or? I don't, well, that's not the question. Though, is that which players would you get rid of to generate money? That's who I would get rid of. Okay, not Mustafi. He wasn't starting. Money. That's what I said. I'd get rid of Koscielny, even though he wouldn't give us anything. Oh. He'd just free up money on the on the wages, but it's the other two. The other two give us a bit of money. But you know, if it was the whole squad, match day squad, Mustafi is top of that fucking list. Very closely <laughs> followed by Ozil. Manny, then, anything to, to, to add to that? Uh, Gollum, Xhaka and Kalasanak. Because with Kalasanak... Oh, wow. Oh, you can growl all you want, man. Kalasanak <laughs> is fucking shit. I, no, I, shit. I, I, I think he is an engine. He's shit. He's not, he's not a defender. He's an engine. He's shit, with a man. small tactical tweak... We could get more out of him. Yes. Oh no, he's rubbish. If man. we had a small tactical, we're not getting the most out of him. Oh, he's he's got, got qualities that we're not, but oh. they're not the qualities we need in the tactics that we're playing. Oh. So I can agree with you that you might see him as shit, but it, his qualities don't complement the tactics that we've been playing. I do see so him as really shit because, like, he he doesn't have a, again. He's another one who's a complete airhead. Right, he doesn't have a football brain, and when he gets in, you know, that final third, he doesn't make the right decisions. The reason why we get rid of him is because no matter what we get for him, we got him on the free, right? So we're in the plus with him, right? And I just think he's not good enough. He can't cross. He can't defend. He hasn't got that football brain. He's meant to be a, a tank, but he gets bullied. Nah, man. Who who would you buy to replace him then? To answer Ryan's question. And I'm thinking that is it the I've Ryan got a good from, one from I've... America, not Melbourne. I think you fucked that one Mel- up, Fergus. No, he's Melbourne. It's from Melbourne. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Just answer the question. Yeah, just answer yeah. the question. Don't get. Who would you buy to replace Kalasinac? Um. So we can't Bear get him. Bear in mind, we have to be able to afford him. We probably if could not, afford if him. If not, tra- Travis chomped at the bit. We probably so could afford I. him, you know. Got one in the chamber. Tagliafico over at Ajax. Um, yeah. Affordable. Uh-huh. Affordable. Right. Go on, Trev. Right. We need to get rid of Ozil. Whether we sell him, whether we give him away, we take a hit with Ozil, right, wherever it works. Like what the Man United are going to do with Sanchez. Yep. 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 And we do need... Mustafi needs to go, Right. I would like to see. I would like to, if I would like to see. I I want us to bring two players in, right? A big, solid, hard bastard of a centre half, right? A proper defender, right? And a number ten talisman, right? If we don't bring a number ten talisman in, oh, what I would like to see is I'd like to see either. Don't cut me off here, boys. Either Gwen Doozy or even Maitland-Niles, or one of them young lads, at the start of the season, having a run in that position. Not one or two games. If I was the manager, I'd be saying, right, Gwenduzi, you're a young man. You do this wrong, you do that wrong, you've got your faults, but I'm going to give you 10 games in that number 10 position, right? Run the side for me. Let's see what you can do. Let Give the player some confidence. And do you know what I'd do with Kal- I'd get rid of Xhaka as well. And I reckon Kalazinac would be better at the Xhaka role than Xhaka is. <laughs> I said that at the beginning of the... No, I, I, no, you laugh, but I said that at the beginning of the season when we was... Well, before we signed to Torreira, I laugh said he's got the qualities... Want. Sorry, Johnny. <laughs> yeah, but he's got the qualities of a good CDM. 
He's oh strong. God. He's good in the tackle. Uh, and he he's got you, he's got vision going forward. Are you Kuzak. two actually buzzing? Kolesnac. All right. What? If he's not running up and down, da- if he's not running up and down trying to pull crosses in, and he just concentrates on that part of his of his game, he he can do the job. But I I'm only agreeing with what Trevor said. But you're talking about people who are going to sign. Look, I'm going to answer uh, Manny's question with a better answer from earlier. For who would you sign to replace Kalasenac? Right, someone who's available, someone who is English, someone who's won the Premier League. Someone who is a bot is a see, seen him on the TV as a leader in the dressing room. Fabian Delph is available for fifteen million pounds. He can play at left back. He can play at CDM. He can play at CM, and he is a good British player who is a leader. And he's also injury who prone. fucked who fucked off from Villa to chase the dollar. He's also no, injury uh, prone. End of the day, he is he is the kind of player that we need. You're not going to I think he would be a good signing. Within budget, Boys. he's the right kind of player that we need. He's a leader. We need someone who can actually grab people. You, if you, anybody watched that documentary on Netflix, they can't tell me that he's not no, one I, of the main voices. No, I, I, I agree. He, he did have a lot to say, and he does have some value. I just... Well, I, well you know, listen, you, you, right, you, you, listen, Fergus. Sorry, what what I'd like to see as well is right, and I've just said it, we don't need to buy three or four players. Don't I don't want to spend like let's not spend a thirty another thirty odd million on a Mustafi, another forty odd million on a Yaka, another fifteen million on a Guendouzi. Let's fill Seven. the biggest yeah. void this year, right? Let's pay. 80, 90 million for an absolute superstar who's going to fill that role and is going to make Aubameyang and Lacazette better players. That's not going to happen. You guys need to lower your expectations at the club that can make a difference in that role. Lower your expectations, boys. Honestly, lower your expectations when it comes to transfers. That's gone because of what these players have done, well, failed to do, right? So lower your expectations in terms of the type of quality of players you want to see. Right and be and and be ready for the Ryan Frazier's to come through the door, right? Because that's where we're at, you know. So expecting eighty or ninety million for a centre half or a number ten is not happening, boys. It's not happening. These players Listen, fucked I, it. I, I don't think I, I don't I don't think our club has that ambition at the moment. Um, uh, listen, I think we're all on quite a low ebb after the last six seven weeks. Um, Last five games of the season and the Europa League, uh, it it's been great, uh, great chatting to you guys. It's been great getting some of the feedback we've got. Um, I think we've done this season to the to the death, uh, and you know what? I'm looking forward to two months with probably very little podcasting, absolutely no football, and uh, we'll have a bit of a banter among our ourselves on our message group. Because I know we can't we can't help but take the piss out of uh, Max or somebody take the piss out of me or something or the other. Boys, thank you very very much. Um, thank you very much for your contributions on both podcasts. Uh, I thank all the listeners, which have grown considerably from we've we've gone uh, we doubled in size in our listenership um, since last season uh, since like even uh, January uh, we really do thank you tell your mates um, share it look we're just 
Generally, four gooners having a chat about Arsenal. This is an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Johnny, I'll leave this one up to you because you done it really good the other night. Oh, uh, is this is this our customary closer? Is it? Yeah. Up the ass. <laughs> up the ass. Guys, have a great summer. Cheers, but cheers, boys. It's been a pleasure. Been listening to Guns and Yellow Ribbons, an Arsenal podcast by Arsenal fans for Arsenal fans. Follow us on Facebook at Guns and Yellow Ribbons or Twitter at Guns and Ribbons, and remember to rate and review us too.